This is Loopy Lesbian with the Sultry Voice with another thought-provoking podcast on lupus, lesbians, love, lust, and life as we know it during a pandemic. Today's thought-provoking subject is my coming out story. My story is going to be way different than your story is because I don't know yet what my demographics is, but I'm assuming that it is much younger than I am. So please bear with me and understand that my struggle was my struggle and it, is, it made me who I am. I came out in the 80s, okay? Ah! Gasp! Spill the tea! Close your mouth! I know, I know. And I had been uh, always attracted to women. Well, back then, they were girls because I was a girl. But I always knew that I was different than everyone else. I went away to college, I came home from college, and I started to date a young lady. Mind you, I was residing in my parents' home. So one night, um, my father had came in, and it was quite late, and I was talking on the telephone to this young lady. And when my father walked in, he immediately started yelling at me. And he said, you won't be speaking to that black BDDD in my house. And he grabbed the phone from me and he hung up on her. And then he said, no, you will not live in my house. I looked out the window and it was a blizzard. We were having a blizzard. So he got behind me and he started to push me towards the front door. And he was yelling, you're going to get out of my house. You're going to get out of my house with that filthiness and that disgustingness. And, and uh, you know, we know what words came after that. So when I got to the front door, I mm. was at the door where the closets are, where the coats are, which would be a coat closet. Ah, I didn't get a brain fog on that one. The coat closet. And I went into the coat closet to get my coat. And he said, you won't be taking that coat. And I said, but it's a blizzard out. Now, mind you, I had no money. Okay, I didn't have a dime to my name. So there next to the coat that I was taking was my mother's green and black little tattered coat that came up to my about four or five inches uh, below, higher than it should have been on my wrist. It was smaller on me than it was on her. And I said, well, what am I gonna do? And he said, no, I don't know what you're gonna do, but you're getting out of my house. And I looked at you know family members and they, there was nothing they could do. And it was okay. You know, I understood. I made a choice, and I had to go through with that. So as I opened the door, he said, give me your key. And I gave him my key. 
And even to this day, I still don't have a key to my family home. But that's another, that's another podcast. <laughs> so I walked out the door and whoo, the cold hit me right then. Now back up and remember that I was on the phone when my father came in. So the young lady who I was talking to said, well, when you get to uh, a certain area, give me a call. And um, I'll, I'll make sure that I take care of you. So when I, I was so glad when I got to the f- pay phones. Now, we had pay phones back then. And I got to the pay phone, and I called her, and she wouldn't pick up. She didn't answer. I was out in the cold in a blizzard with shoes that were summer shoes and uh, a, a very thin coat. And I was very cold. So I started walking. I didn't have money for a bus. I didn't have money for anything. So I started walking and the the wind was hitting me and it was really, it wasn't a good scenario. Instantly, a car pulled over and it was a white man and he said to me, "Um, where are you going? And I knew exactly at that point my life would have changed if I got into that car. And I said to him, I'm not going anywhere that you're going to take me. And he sped off. And I couldn't believe that the thoughts that ran through my head because that's when reality sunk in that I was out in the cold and I was alone. I had made a decision that I was going to be a lesbian. It wasn't going to be accepted, but I had no turning back, nor was I afraid. So I got down to the train station, and I got on the train. And I went to this woman's house that I had been talking to on the telephone. And she came up with some big lie or line about, oh, I couldn't pick up the phone, and you know, things like that. So uh, we began cohabitating in her mother's house. And it was the upstairs. And that lasted a total of about three days. When her mother came flying upstairs and did something very similar to what my dad did and told me that I had to get out of her house. Second time being kicked out of some place that I was staying. That she was not going to have that under her house. That, you know, the words that she used. So I decided at that point that I would just ride the trains. Well, what was I going to do? I was in New York. And if you all haven't picked up, I am a New Yorker. And um, I needed somewhere to go. I wasn't going to stand on a street corner. So I rode the trains. And I rode them back and forth. I would go take the A train, take the E train, take the F train, go to Coney Island, go up and over, come back down, ride them all night long, go to sleep. Ooh, it was tough. It was really, really, really tough. 
and I miss my family. I miss my sister, and I miss my nephews. And I miss my mom and my dad. But I had to understand that my life was my life. I was old enough, I was of age, and this is what I had to do. So I remember so vividly the food that I ate. The two things that I ate consistently were banton barbecue potato chips and moon cookies. And they're not moon, they're black and white, but they were in the train station. They, back then they used to have bakeries, actual bakeries in the train stations. And you could get cookies and things like that for a quarter and bonton potato chips. I felt like I was on top of the world. I was free. I was, I didn't have to worry about somebody throwing me out because guess what? I'd already been thrown out now. I was, you know, on trains. And if I wasn't on trains, I was walking around the city and Brooklyn and different places and just kind of living. And the winter was was really cold you know it was it was really 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 cold so what had happened was from me being outside for so long was i developed a face infection and this was a, an infection from uh albeit from not being able to wash your face and touching handles and touching my hands and putting my hands on my face so it was, it was horrific. It really, really was horrific. So what I did was I went to the hospital, the ED, and um, they gave me some medicine and it cleared, it cleared itself up. During the interim, my grandmother had come home and I had asked if I could stay with her. And she said, well, I, I think so. I think you could. She wasn't too pleased, but... I was her granddaughter, so she wanted to do it. And I was eternally grateful. And during the time that I lived with her, um, she quickly realized that obviously I was a lesbian and she didn't like that. Uh, she didn't want me there, but she kind of quietly kept it to herself until um, I ended up getting another illness and I had to be hospitalized. Uh, but right prior to that, uh, there was a house fire and uh, everyone was fine, but uh, the house got badly damaged. So uh, my grandmother had to utilize my bedroom during the house fire, which was okay because I had to go into the hospital to have a surgery. And when I came out of the hospital, we were laying in the bed, and mind you, you know, the house reeked of water and smoke. And she said, you know what? I can't do this. I can't lay next to a woman like you because we had to share a bed. And um, so she went and she slept in her room, and she would have nothing to do with me. Rejection 101. And maybe there are listeners who would say, I don't blame her. Being a lesbian is not a choice I made. Not for one second. I didn't wake up and say, today I decide to be a lesbian. No, no, no. I was born that way. 
I was born that way. I crack jokes and say, when I came out, I, when the doctor slapped me, I looked at the nurse and winked and said, hey, babe, see you in about 20 years. But <laughs> that's just my own personal joke so that I can deal with sometimes the pain of um, my coming out story. But I got a lot of flack for coming out. I was homeless, and then I became homeless again after I thought that I was going to stay with my grandmother for a longer period of time. My aunt came to me one day and said, you have to get out. And I said, oh, no, why? And she said, because my grandmother didn't want me there. And I said, can I pack my stuff? And they said, no, you can't. I couldn't even take my own stuff. My belongings, I, I never saw them again. I don't even know what happened to them. I, I think they were dropped off at my mother's house, but I don't know. I don't know where they went. So I had to call my mother up, and I said to my mother, uh, you know, my grandmother was throwing me out. And so she said to me explicitly, that you can stay here, but you know you cannot stay for long. And I think I ended up staying. I was in school again, so I was finishing up a program, and I had four or five days. And um, so I stayed for those five days. And when my father came home and he saw me in his house, he was not pleased. He really wasn't. So I finished school, and the day that I finished school, I met a woman and uh, here we go with the U-Haul type thing, but it wasn't what you guys are thinking. I moved five hours from the city uh, away from my family. I did not want to put my family through any shame or pain that would come from me being a lesbian. I didn't want them to be embarrassed as they told me that they were about my choice of lifestyle. So that was a silver lining. When I moved away, I was free and um, I could do whatever I wanted to do and have my girlfriends and my partners and my lovers and come over and have a good time and not face retaliation and, and live my life unapologetically. Was it easy? Absolutely not. Would I do it again? In a heartbeat. In a freaking heartbeat. Because there is nothing like not living your life the way you want to live. Being in a relationship that you don't want to be in with a partner that you don't want to love. I know that I have issues around love, but that's love, not love because uh, I'm in the, the wrong gender. No, that's not the issues. It's that I'm still looking and searching for the right person to fall in love with. That person is a woman because I love women. 
I went so far as to live in the streets to be free. I wouldn't recommend that for anybody. You have to be the brave of heart to do that and understand that once you're out there, you will always understand what it's like to be out there. I learned a lot lot about being homeless in New York and Brooklyn. I saw a lot of things that a 20-something-year-old should not have seen. There are many times when I can replay those things and know and say that there for the grace of the universe, I was lucky and I made it through those days. I say all of this to tell you that you can't stop a train that's moving. I was and I am a lesbian then and a lesbian now. If I would have hid my truth and said that I was going to be straight for my parents, I don't know where I would have been because I couldn't have done it. That's not what I do. That wasn't the way my mind was programmed back then, and nor is it now. If I had a family member that never wanted to speak to me again due to my sexual preference, I would just probably have to handle that because I can't change, and neither should you. You should be proud of who you are and what your feelings are for your, your, that you decide who you want to be with. Now, I understand that I came out in a time when it was just women with women and men with men, and times have totally changed. And I understand that, and I embrace my whole community. I believe that love is love and that we should be treated accordingly. And I know people who have brought the Bible to me, who have told me things and that places that I would rot and all things like that. But I still do what I do and I'm happy with that. I'm happy that I chose this life I've seen the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. And I, like I said, I've lived it unapologetically. So to all those who are thinking about coming out the closet, make your decision based on your feeling. We have changed so much that I don't even think that that exists anymore, or if it does, there are agencies that help young people who come out to have somewhere to live so they don't have to live on the streets. It is with my honor to bring and bring this to this platform of my coming out story because it's part of my life. It is who I am. It does not define me to say that I was homeless, I will always be homeless because I live in a home. Now, it just says that I persevered, and so will you. 
So if you're in an earshot of this and you are thinking about coming out or coming out or having a tough time, you will make it. I did. And I continue to make it. Was it hard? Yeah. But I did it. And so can you. So, this is Loopy Lesbian, who dishes the tea on lupus, lesbianism, love, lust, life, as we know it during a pandemic. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will know exactly when my new episodes post. You can also follow the link and send me a message privately if you would like to. I appreciate each and one, each and every one of you. You could have been anywhere in the world listening to anyone's podcast and you were listening to little old me and I appreciate it. So from my heart to yours, May you have a great day and know that one thing that I always say, I love you to the moon and back again and to the moon and back again. And I just freaking love you. Bye.